Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan. All aboard! Ha ha ha! You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with your hosts, Danny Bush. And myself, Tommy the True Neubauer, we have Greg, uh, sick Greg Janik on the board today, and Danny isn't feeling good either. But we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, and uh, you can call us if you want with your questions or comments at 414-799-1250, or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. And I think you can you can send us questions or comments on Facebook, too. What do they got to go on, Greg, for Facebook? You have to log in. Yeah, to... Don't say it over the air. Oh, right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then... No, I mean for somebody else if they want to... Oh, you can just uh, search Cutting Edge Outdoors. Oh, there you go. And you will see a little blue check mark next to it, and mm-hmm. that is you'll see uh, your and Bushy's picture yeah. on there and the Cutting Edge Outdoors Look, photo on the yeah. page. You can leave any comments, questions. You know, pictures. I went on, I went on there the other day trying to figure out how to post something, you know, some comments or photos. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know how. <laughs> I I'll ask my son uh, later on today. I'll ask him how to do that. <laughs> Butchie, you know how to do that? What? Post pictures <laughs> or comments on our Facebook page? Uh, I don't know. I haven't been on my own Facebook page in two months. <laughs> okay. Well, Do you have a page for your uh, guide? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think when they set up my website for whitejaw.com, if you look at the photos, it goes to a Facebook page for the photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe. Well, I got to figure that out because I was just going to post a few comments in that. And I have to apologize to Joe Jenna. He's the guy who's doing that high school fishing thing, and I told him to send me a, a email with uh, his number and that. And I was, you know, it's funny how you know how when you you think about doing something, you know, I see his thing in the morning at like five thirty, quarter to six in the morning. Well, I'm not going to call him then, right? So I'll I figure, okay, I'll call him later on. Well, in the day. Well, then I forget about it, you know, until the next morning. Oh shoot, I forgot to call him. You know, it's just been. And then I've been busy, you know, some days. So, Joe, if you're listening, I apologize. I will get to you. 
I really will. <laughs> Again, it's all those concussions oh. that you had back in high oh, school. Yeah, that are right. Yeah. Wreaking havoc. No, the, the last the last one I had was when I got hit by a car. You know, well, not. I, I mean, I got a, a, a lady hit my vehicle. Yeah, you know. let's clarify that yeah. it wasn't your. Yeah, I, I didn't get hit. You know, like walking down the street or something. But so your brain looks like you know, like Aaron Hernandez at this point. <laughs> hey, I got an excuse. I go out shooting people. <laughs> Supposed, it, uh, I know. Wasn't that dumb when I heard about that? And now they're suing the NFL they're, and they're, the Patriots. Well, yeah, they're, they're looking the, for big big pockets yeah. just because they want money. Yeah. Well, the problem is that with these new uh, contracts, especially with the one he signed, they knew about concussions and all this other. Stuff so in their contracts, it, it's specifically stated you're playing this at your own risk. We are not right. held responsible for any conditions you have further on down the road. That's all on you. That's right. That's what they got to sign. Yeah, it's but, not like it's not yeah. like you're when you're these guys were playing back in frozen tundra, Lambo back in the fifties and sixties, right. and they had no clue what this game yeah. would do to their heads. These guys the last at least fifteen years have known that something's going to happen to your brain by playing this sport that is very violent. Yeah, if you get too many concussions, yeah. <clears throat> so they can either turn down all the money and living the life of fame or have all the money and the life of fame and deal with the concussions later. Well, yep. you know you know what's funny is that all these... And if you ask them, they'd take the money and the life oh, yeah. of fame. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the, when... These NF, when the NFL gets sued and the teams get sued, it's not getting. They're not getting sued by the players. They're no. getting sued by the estate yeah. of the players that have died because right, right. they did some stupid or they committed suicide or whatever it may be. It's it's the fam wanting some money exactly. or the girlfriend wanting some money. Exactly. And they figure with big pockets, oh, even if they settle and give me a hundred grand, it's better than nothing. Which is probably what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, just to make they just it want to get it out of get yeah. it yeah. over and done with. Yeah. You know, I had a guy ask me the wonder, other day. Wonder who I can sue. <laughs> I, had, I had a concussion. You know, I Tom. had a guy at huh? Go ahead, sue Tom. I'll yeah, sue there Tom. you go. Sue me. Yeah. Right. Um, Insurance coverage. You guys split the profit. There you hey, go. Hey, big there. scam going on there. We'll talk. <laughs> uh, I had a guy ask me the other day. He was he was con- complaining about his fishing line, Danny. And because uh, he made a cast with his spinning outfit, and a whole bunch of line came off, all you know, big bird's nest, you know. And, right. And he said, "Ah, that's that line." You know, he was blaming the line, and I said, "Look, I said, the line, you'll get line twist in your line, either humanly, mechanically, or through the lures that you use." He says, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, humanly, you can put it on backwards." He said, "You can." I said, "Yeah, you can put your line on backwards, and it'll be twisted up right off the get go." Number two, mechanically, is that let's say, you know, you ever see somebody when they get hooked up in weeds or a log or maybe even some big fish and there's no line coming in and they're still turning the handle. Little kids are great for this, you know. They just keep turning the handle and no line's coming in. Well, if you're doing that, if you've got, a, let's say, a five-to-one gear ratio, every time you turn the handle, you get five twists in the line, you know, because no line's coming in. All you're doing is twisting it. So that's the mechanical part. And through the lures that we use, plastic worms are notorious. You know this, Danny. It's notorious for twisting line. If you're using like a Kelly worm or the worm, any pre-rigged plastic worm that spins, if you don't have a ball-bearing snap <laughs> swivel on, oh, my God, you'll get two or three casts and that's it. I mean, it's going to twist your line terribly. But a lot of lures, you, some lures you have to use a swivel and some you should never use a swivel. So 
those are different ways how twists can be put into line. So I, he says, well, he says, well, I just got to go out and get new line then. I said, no, you don't have to get new line. Well, it depends on how much you ripped off and cut off. But I said, there's two ways you can get rid of that line twist in your line. Now, you can do it right in your backyard. You open up the bale, cut off anything that's at the end of the line. You just want line. That's all. No lure, no swivel, no nothing. I said, lay the rod down, open up the bale, lay it on the grass, and walk off 100 feet, 150 feet, whatever. And then go back to the rod, you know, walk, take the line with you, walk it off, and then hold the rod so that the line is between your forefinger and thumb, and then start reeling it in. It will... It's kind of like, remember the old telephone cords, Danny, that you used to have to stand on a chair, hold up, and get them to untwist? Basically, you're doing the same thing. You know, you're getting all the twists out of the line. Now, you can do this in your boat or kayak or whatever, too. You can, uh, what do you call it, cut off whatever's at the end of the line. Start feeding the line out as the boat is going along slowly. Start feeding the line out. Pretty soon, the friction of the water will grab hold of that line, and it'll just start pulling it off the reel. Once you get down to almost... It's all gone. Start reeling it in. When you start reeling it in, all that twist will go out of the line. So you don't have to go out and buy new line if your line is twisted, you know. So, because a lot of people, you know, Danny, they, they blame the line. And it's not the line manufacturer's fault, you know. It's it's what we do to it, you know. So, anyway. And I don't know. Daiwa came out with a real number years ago. Said that their special roller on the spinning reel said that it... it gets rid of line twist. I don't know how the heck you could do that because it's got to go someplace. You know, I mean, right. I don't know how that could do that. I don't know. I w- you know, at the time I was thinking I should buy one of those reels and try it. <laughs> yeah. But this is, yeah. the line twist thing is more with the spinning reels, right? Not the well, baitcasters. Not the baitcasters. Well, yeah, you'll get it with baitcasters uh, with plastic lure. worms and that. Yeah, just because of the lures that you're using. But other than that, no. Uh, it's usually just, just the spinning and the push-button spin cast. Because you're winding yeah. when the drag is going out or slipping. And That's every, each one time reason. you do it, it puts a twist in the it line. puts more than one. I, I, the... I did that terribly on about the uh, the third salmon I ever caught in my life up in two rivers in a little 14-foot boat by the nuke plant. I caught a 28-pound salmon. Took, took third in some Algoma derby they had going at some hardware store there. I got a $50 gift certificate. But as I'm fighting the thing, I was all excited. I kept winding with that mm-hmm. spinning spinning reel. Uh-huh. And then when it got right by the boat, all of a sudden the line went into like this big, gigantic ball. ball like, <laughs> and I couldn't wind. And the guy I was with actually grabbed the line and yeah. pulled up that salmon. I'd fought it to almost half dead exhaustion. Yeah. And he scooped it in the net. Oh, yeah. But I was so excited, I kept winding. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what that's what happens a lot of times. That's but why then I, I learned. Yeah. I learned. Yeah. Then we learn. You, you decide. Well, you know, the thing is, and the reason I brought it up is because, uh, you know, like a, a lot of anglers, especially new ang- anglers who are new to the game, they don't know yet, maybe, you know, and, and hopefully through our years of experience, Danny, we can uh, enlighten some people about a few things, you know, that we've learned the hard way. What do we got <laughs> you know, between we, us about 100 years yeah, worth of experience? Something like that. What? Who do you got, Greg? We have Mike from Menominee Falls. All right. Hey, good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, you guys. Yeah, what's you're, up? You're talking about putting the line on backwards. Yeah, like if you if you're looking at the spool, are you supposed to put it on clockwise or counterclockwise? Well, here I'll tell you. This is this is on your spinning reel. Yeah. Okay, take the spool of line and lay it on the ground or the floor. Okay. 
And then run the line up through your guides and onto and tie it onto your reel. Then while the rod is, let's say, pointed at 9 or 10 o'clock, take about 10 cranks of the reel, you know, about 10 times that you want, you know, line going on your reel. Then take the tip of the rod and point it towards the spool. If the line twists, you're putting it on backwards. All you got to do is turn the spool on the other side. Okay. If it's not twisting, you're putting it on the correct way. See, the thing is, is you got a 50-50 chance, Mike, of putting it on the right way or the wrong way. I know. I mean, you guys just, uh, I, I'm about ready to get into work, and you uh, were talking so much about uh, line. It's like, wow, I never knew half of that. So, Well, now you do, right? I Cause, appreciate Kay, it. Because, you know, Mike, Danny and I have made the same mistakes. Oh, and so, yeah. you know, we, we all learn by our mistakes, and we just pass that stuff along. All hey, right? Thank you very much. Okay, good yeah, luck, Mike. Mike. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye now. And especially if you were using those th- those expensive super braids. Ooh, that's a lot of money to replace line there. They don't they don't really twist so much when you're spooling. They still do. I haven't They still to. do. Not, 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 well, not, not you. You're not using like... bait casters. Yeah. yeah uh, and the lures you're using, you're not going to get twist on crankbaits. <clears throat> well, I was always well, I always read the directions where it said that if you put the spool on the ground, the line should be coming off the spool in the same direction that it's going on the reel. Right. And that's why I said you got a 50-50 chance when you put it down. Because a lot of guys, let's face it, we're not really looking at that and trying to figure out what's going on. Well, I do. I do. I look at it and I think, oh, it's going off this way and it's coming on this way. That's good. Well, you know, I don't have to worry about that because I have... a trained observer. I have a professional line-winding machine in my basement. So I wind it on that thing, on the professional line-winding machine. So that's what's known as dummy-proof. That... Basically, it is, yes. But you still got to put it on the right way. If you're using a line winding machine, spinning reels, the line has got to come from under the spool of the spool of line to under the spool of your reel, okay? Under to under. And if it's a bait caster, then it goes over. It comes over the top of the spool of line over to the top of the spool of your bait caster. Top to top, under so to under. This would the same thing would apply if you got uh, uh, your next door neighbor kid Larry Mondello to come and put a pencil through the spool and hold it while you right. spooled it yourself. Yes, mm-hmm. that so would exactly same apply. Thing because well, not exactly, not on the spinning because okay, it's coming from under the spool of line, but your reel is pointing at it. It, which is totally different than when you have it on a professional line winding machine. On your bait caster, yes, you can do that because it comes over the top of the line onto the top. You of know what your I'm talking reel. about, where yeah. they face yeah. they yeah. face you. And right. I don't, didn't think don't. it mattered whether it went off the top. It or does. The bottom. Yeah, it, it does. does. Definitely does. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Next time you come over to the house, I'll show you the line winding machine and I'll show you that. All right. Okay. All right. We got a plan here. We got to go to a break. Well, fishing's complicated. Even uh, before you get in the goddamn water, you <laughs> got to figure out all this crap. I know. No eh? wonder it's dying sport. <laughs> uh, I got to tell you about some uh, wonderful basses. Wonderful basses. Didn't go to Winnebago Sunday. <laughs> I don't think basses. No. Uh, yeah, I, I know. Think Didn't, you know, was planning on going to Winnebago. My son was worried about the rain and the wind, but I'll tell you all about that when we come back. Here on 105.7 FM, The Fan, uh, uh, well, we are presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Hey, 
Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply. <clears throat> Excuse me, got a cold here, folks. Cutting Edge Outdoors, we're coming to you from the Bait Mate Fish Attractant Studios. And uh, Tom, speaking of Bait Mate, mm-hmm. our Bait Mate Pro, my old buddy Ron Johnson, took fifth, fifth in that Sturgeon Bay tournament. Oh, really? Uh, had they had a and and they did well in the big. I think they had the second or third biggest fish. Good for him. And they were within just very close to yeah. first place. It was a tight, so they took fifth. And uh, yeah, for first time fishing up there, he did well. I imagine he'll be back there for the big spring tournament. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, when the folks was that a, made proud. Was that a team tournament? Yeah, it was. Okay, yeah, two man tournament. I got a email here from our friend Text Text, who's on the big rig. <clears throat> He says, uh, Tom, how was Bago? How was the Bago trip? <laughs> well, Tex, uh, we didn't go to Winnebago. You know, <laughs> we, we heard about that Winnebago trip for like I, I was three looking, months. I know, no, I no, think no, I've no, less, not three months. Come on know, now. I heard less about the space launch in the 60s <laughs> no, than I heard about it. you and this Bago trip. No, I was looking forward to it. For two weeks, I was saying, no, no, this is the date. We're going to Bago. My son really wanted to go, but then he said, oh, you know, they, they were calling for rain up there, right? They're calling for these thunderstorms and windy. And I said, okay, you know, I said, I'll give you the windy part. I don't want to be on Winnebago if it's windy either. You know, that place can get pretty rocking and rolling. I said, but rain, so what if it rains? I don't care about that. It just blows over eventually. Well, we went to someplace a little closer in Washington County, but I'll tell you what, Danny, did we have a great morning? Um the, what do you call it? The first bass I caught, I was using that, you know, that big spinner bait, bait I make, that half ouncer, but I just had one willow leaf blade yep. on the big uh, orange willow leaf blade, black spinner bait trailer hook with the zoom uh, split tail trailer on the back. Anyway, first bass I catch is only about 10 inches. A little, little son of a gun grabbed that big bait. After that, every bass we caught, and we caught a bunch, were all, the smallest was 15 inches, biggest was 18 inches. And most of them were like in that 16 to 17 mm-hmm. inch range. They, they were all fat. They were all quality fish. They were, it was a ball. But was what was really weird though, oh, and we caught a, uh, caught a number of pike in there. And then my son decided to catch a few big bluegills. So he puts on a mini mite and he catches a couple of nice bluegills. He also caught an 18 inch walleye on a mini mite. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. That's cool. But what was weird was on one side of the lake where we were fishing the weed line edge, I was catching all the fish on that single-bladed, single-willow leaf, black and orange spinnerbait, okay? Right. My son had a double-bladed one, and he couldn't catch a fish on it, okay? It, that was really weird. Couldn't get a fish on it. We go to the other side of the lake. I couldn't catch a fish on the willow, on the spinnerbait, but... He started hitting them on a Kelly worm, and then I threw out a wacky rigged worm, a, a yum dinger, and started. So we caught fish on plastics on one side of the lake where they would not hit a spinnerbait, and on the other side of the lake we caught them all on spinnerbaits and not on plastics. Go figure, <laughs> go figure. It was just like I was just scratching my head. It's like why is that? I wonder why that is. But the anyway, metal heads on one side yeah, of the lake. But I'll tell you, really nice bass. We we must have caught about fifteen of them in total. And I have to admit, I I caught most of them. My son wouldn't switch, 
sometimes. Sometimes he gets uh, stubborn and he's not going to switch to whatever I'm using if I'm catching fish. If he's catching fish on something, I'll switch to it right away. <laughs> you know, right away. I'm not. I'm not proud about that. I'll switch. But yeah, he wouldn't switch. So, but yeah, they were really nice quality fish, big ones. Yeah, really dandy. So anyway, we had a we had a great time. But so, I told them uh, when you going to Winnebago. Well, there's uh, the Packers. Let's you know they play. I think it's in uh, oh, sometime in about two or three weeks. We'll see what happens. See, because his basketball starts up. He's a basketball coach, and this year he's going to be coaching at Wauwatosa West. Uh, he was at Sussex Hamilton, so now he's going to be at Wauwatosa West, and he also does that AAU stuff. But this is the time of the year when the high schools are getting ready, you know, starting their stuff, so... Some of his Sundays might be a little limited, so we'll see. I just might have to grab the boat and go up there during the week. So what kind of a coach is he? Is he an offensive-minded coach or a defensive-minded coach? Uh, he's a disciplinarian. Okay. A lot of people think, like Sparky on the big show, thinks that all AAU ca- uh, coaches are just run-and-gun offense, right? Right, right. No, my son, as a matter of fact, my son got fired from a school. I won't mention the name of the school or who fired him. He got fired because one of the star players was not listening to him, so he sat him down several times, you know, for like a quarter of a game. And the kid is good, was really, really, really good. And he came to that school specifically, you know, they really wanted him at that school. So anyway, he sat him down several times. The father of the player said, uh, he com- well, he complained to the athletic director. So the father said, either you fire that coach or I'm taking my kid out of this school. So they fired fired him. I mean, that, that sucked. That was pretty crapola. Let's put it that way. Anyway, um, but no, he, he's a very, he, he, I mean, yes, offense. You, you know, the, here's the thing. In basketball, you got to do offense and defense. Right. You gotta have yes. set defenses. You gotta have offensive plays. You gotta you and you gotta be able to switch things up. You know, kind of like what people were saying. How why doesn't McCarthy and or and uh, the defensive coach? I can't even think of his name right now. Capers. Capers. Yeah. Why don't they adjust at halftime? You know, like other teams do. Well, not all teams do it as good as some teams. You know, I, I don't know. Well, how about Mike McGivern? He he used to be a basketball coach, I th- right? He still does. Does he still coach? Yeah, yeah he's coaches for uh, Greendale Martin Luther. Yeah. Oh, he does? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, he, bet, I'll bet he's old school, discipline, uh, defense. Uh, well, you have to be. You have to. Oh, and by the way, oh, here's some good news about my son's AAU team, the 16-year-olds. Uh, they should have been ranked number one in the whole country, but they ended up getting ranked number two. In the whole, you know how many thousands of teams there are of 16-year-olds in the country? There's a lot. And his team ended up ranked second. So that was, I was pretty proud of him. They did a great job. You know, he takes these kids all over the United States, all over the place. And next year, I think he's going to Hawaii with them. So it's a nice trip. <laughs> well, <laughs> As long as he doesn't have to pay for it. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, anyway, we uh, Danny, we got to go to a break. No, you two guys not feeling good. I'll tell you what. We got to fire you guys up somehow. Can we? Can... You got any good drugs? <laughs> I wish I did for you guys. I'm on fire right. right now. Hey, okay. When we come back. Turn we're... on the Spanish channel or something. <laughs> yeah. Let's watch that, Craig. That'll get us fired. Turn on the air conditioning yeah. in here. It's cold. Uh, yeah, it's a little chilly. You're sweating in here. It's over you. There. You're sweating. It's cold. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 
Uh, we got to call 911. When, yeah. when we come back, we're going to do the gut report. And then at after the 6.45 break, we got the horn schwaggle with Danny. So stay tuned for that. You'll win a nice prize package So with the horn schwaggle. So anyway, we'll be back with Danny and Tom and Greg right after these messages. Stay tuned for more. 799-1250 is the phone number. This is 105.7 FM, The Fan, and the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. Well, nuts to you. (laughs) That's right. Talking about nuts, like pine nuts, walnuts, pecans, uh, cashews. Some some people like nuts in their food. Some people don't. Now, there are some recipes that call for nuts, and some people leave them out. Now, I, for myself, I'm not a big fan of nuts in my food, but I am willing to try to expand my uh, culinary horizons, if you will. I, uh, I am starting to put nuts in my chicken salad, and, and I like that. And, and, I pro- and sometimes they, it's not just the flavor that they add, but it's also the texture. And uh, I promised Jim and Lynn in Hartford that I will try some nuts in my uh, uh, salmon spread <laughs> the next time I make it. They said I should really try it, and I and I promise I will. But for those of you who haven't tried certain nuts and certain things, you know, that call for it, you just leave them out because you think, oh, I don't know about nuts in this. You know what? Try a little bit on the side. See if you like it. And if you do, well, there you go. You found something new. Nuts are very nutritious and beneficial, unless, of course, you're allergic to them. The Gut Report was brought to you by V. Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V. Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com and by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and 919 North Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. What do you got there, Danny? <clears throat> um, nothing really, but I want to talk about... <laughs> <laughs> I almost got the uh, I almost got the bomb squad called out to my place this week. Why is that? Well, I went up to Green Bay, and I'm clearing out, you know, stuff out of the house because Mom's in the nursing home now. And uh, Dad's got this these old Samsonite luggage. It's written mm-hmm. nice luggage and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I threw a bunch of books into one of the su- suitcases and, you know, took out the half-price books, you mm-hmm. know, and I got, you know, one dollar. Well, that's, oh. a, that's a whole other story. Oh, never, oh, God. oh well, I could okay. tell you a nightmare story about well, that, too. This. But anyway, go ahead. No, yeah. Okay, no, I'll, I'll digress here and get on a ra- So I did go to one half-price books, right? And I had these real nice uh, bound uh, collector series, kind of like uh, edition. Time Life Books had this uh, on the w- uh, Western series. There's, mm-hmm. there's a whole hardbound book on cowboys and gunfighters and the Indians. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, it's got to be worth something. And then Mom had like five or six O'Reilly books, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Those so, are good. Actually, they were good. Yeah. But think about it. Think about it, Tom. The type of got people working at a bookstore, are they generally going to be like O'Reilly Factor, O'Reilly fans? I don't think so. I don't so. know. I don't, I don't think know. so. I think you're going to have a bunch of, you know. So I went to the one bookstore and uh, came back, and the guy goes, I'll give you 25 cents. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 25 cents. And then he, he picks up one of the O'Reilly books. Yeah, we really don't have any demand for these books at all. Okay, they were number one. They were oh, yeah. bestsellers. No. Killing of Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, and I, uh, uh, oh, and the other, Patton. And, yeah, oh, man, yeah. they were great so, books. So I think, to, I think to myself, this guy is a lib, and he just hates the very fact that he's trying to insult me that it's, you know, 25 cents. So I went across to the other half-price books. Mm-hmm. And they gave me $3.25, which was better than 25 cents. For all of them. But I pulled the O'Reilly books out and did not bring in just as an experiment to oh, see. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe they'll look with a more, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, it was interesting. Without the O'Reilly yeah. books, the guy gave me three twenty-five. With them, they didn't want to give me nothing. Wow. Cents. So anyway, I got this empty suitcase, right? <laughs> and I've been putting extra stuff out by the curb. I put up one of my mom's chairs there. It disappears. I put mm-hmm. something out. It's mm-hmm. gone in an hour. Mm-hmm. So I put the suitcase, the empty suitcase out by the curb, right? Mm-hmm. And I left and I, I went to get a hamburger and I thought, you know, it did cross my mind that, you know, maybe someone might, you know, maybe I should put free on it or something, put mm-hmm. a sign, but I was too lazy. Okay. So about 1130 at night. I'm in REM sleep three. I get bang, 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 bang on my door. Open up the door. It's the cops. Really? Somebody called in the suitcase sitting at the curb by the bait shop is a suspicious package. Oh. And they said, did you put a suit? Yeah, I said, I put a suitcase out there. So somebody, you know, if anybody wants it, it's a nice Samsonite. And they go, oh, well, uh, the, the Someone called in in a suspicious package because they thought it was a bomb. I said, well, it's not a bomb. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to want you to come on out here and remove it, my chi- or whatever, yeah, what, yeah. Have, remove yeah. it. Okay, so now I'm kind of fed up because, you know, I got my head sticking out the door. I'm in my underwear half awake, <laughs> hair sticking straight up. I'm like, God bless it. So I put my, I put my gym shorts on and slippers oh. and hat and go walking <laughs> and grab the God bless it suitcase. Oh, God. And the gal goes, we're really sorry. She goes, we're so paranoid. We almost called the bomb squad. Oh, God. Now I can see putting a suitcase. I wouldn't put a suitcase in a bus stop or in a subway yeah, yeah, or yeah. in an airport. Yeah, 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 yeah. But last I checked, I don't think bait shops are targets. <laughs> Especially when there's nobody around. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody there. <laughs> so I learned my. So then they go. Uh, they said maybe you can put it out with with a sign or something next time. I said I'm throwing it in the dumpster, and I threw it <laughs> into the dumpster and walked back in and went to bed. So much for trying to, you know, not have something go to waste. You know what I'm going to do with my other Samsonite? What? Throw it in the dumpster. <laughs> oh, I got this brilliant idea. Uh, Put a bomb in it. <laughs> hey, don't say the bomb word in a radio studio. You can get arrested. That's right. Be flashing <laughs> lights out here in a heartbeat. So, listen, I got this brilliant idea. I'm going to put a bunch of newspaper in it, close it up, and it's going to be a target trap for my pellet rifle. There you go. Huh? Because don't you think it'll have just enough? <laughs> well, I better check first. It'll be like that German guy with the slingshot. Yeah. If it comes back, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. if I take a crack into the yeah. side of the, yeah. <laughs> take a crack into the side of the uh, yeah. suitcase and it bounces back. Maybe. But I don't think so. I think I got just enough juice to yeah. go right in there, and it'll be like a, a, a pellet trap yeah. for me. Oh yeah, definitely for yeah. pellet for a pellet. Time yeah, start time to get there the old go. range going in the living room again. There you go. Hey, good idea. I, I should think about can that. We, 
<laughs> Greg, we can listen to that German guy hitting himself. No, with no, the, no. Okay, let's not let's, do that again. What? No, I thought it was kind of. Well, it was. Yeah, but nah, I, uh, no. Anyway, I, anyway, I don't. I don't want to. The guy, poor guy, his misery. Do we care about some German guy? Yeah, I care about that. The you guy, don't care about anybody. So now yeah. the champagne bottle. Yeah, I was. This I was. It. We don't care. Hallo. Hand, Hand weg, Hand weg, Hand weg. Okay, all right. That was good. It makes me laugh every time. You think it's... All right, you guys. Now the champagne champagne bottle. Oh, that is hilarious. You're making a couple of... Making a couple of sick guys laugh. Yeah, you guys are. You're sick and you're laughing. At, <laughs> you guys are terrible. Yep. Well, listen, we need a caller right now. We need a contestant to play Hornswoggle. And what's going to happen is Danny's going to make three statements. You are going to say whether they're a Hornswoggle, which is BS, or no Hornswoggle, which is the truth. So... All you got to do is get two out of three correct, and you receive a really nice prize package from Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. So call right now at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Be a contestant for Hornschwaggle. We are presented by Coleman Insect Repellents here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shrew Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Coming to you from the Bait Mate Fish Attracting Studios. And now we have our Horn Schwaggle segment. Greg, do we have a lucky corn testant? We do. We have Gene on the line. Hey, Gene, how are you doing, man? Hello, Gene. Good morning. Gene, call you got him, him, Gene. You got him plugged in? Oh, oh yeah. Did you hit the button? Yeah. Are you there, Gene? Oh, well, I don't know. Hold on. I'll, we'll oh, put wait you a minute. Hold. Wait a minute. Hello? Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go okay, we got you now. <clears throat> Sorry for the technical difficulties. NASA lost you for a little bit here at Space <laughs> Control, but now you're back in orbit. We got you. Um, so here we go. You know how the Hornswoggle works, correct? Correct. Okay, so I'm going to make the statements. Here we go. Today, the 23rd, is the opening of woodcock season, at least according wait, to my... Wait, I'm sorry. I, I can hardly hear you. <clears throat> okay. I'm mm-hmm. traveling. All right. Today is opening of woodcock season. Do you know what a woodcock is? Okay, we'll continue with the question. Oh, here we go. Uh, woodcock are one of the easiest game birds to hit with a shotgun. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? I think we lost. I think we lost them. We lost them. Yeah, we lost them. Okay. Well, I think we're going to have to get another contestant. Right. He's right, out of cell range. Yeah. Need another contestant at 799-1250. That's 799-1250 to be a contestant for the Hornschwaggle. You know, I wonder what cell plan he has. What was what was his name again? Where was he from? Gene. Well, it doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter, yeah. yeah really, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter, Tom. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't have to write it down. See, we keep track of this stuff, folks, so that we make sure you haven't won in the last month. 
you know, yeah. keep track of that. Because yeah. we got to give a lot of people a chance. You know? Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, that's good. Anyway. So. Okay. Woodcock. I'm not going to answer that well, one because that. I know the answer because that's <laughs> yeah, the first know. question. I, you I, know everything, Tom. Because uh, I accidentally did shoot one one time. I've shot. One. Uh, I shot only one though. Two woodcock in my day. Yeah. They're beautiful birds. They're pretty cool looking. Yeah, and they're fast. I shot uh, rabbit hunting. Uh, I was rabbit hunting. And, so was I. I was rabbit and hunting. And a woodcock went up and bang. I got it. That's <clears throat> when I was young with lightning flash, and, uh, you know, fast reflexes. Then another time, I actually had a woodcock get up in front of me, Tom. Mm-hmm. And I, this is the only time I've done this in life. I shot from the hip. Oh, really? As I shot from the hip, I realized how stupid that was. And in one smooth motion, you got him. I pumped the shell out, raised up, and nailed it on the second shot. So, yeah, got the Wiley Woodcock. So, okay, okay so we got who a do we have now? All right, we have Jerome. Hello, Jerome. Can... Morning, guys. Okay. All right. We hope we don't lose you, Jerome, because we lost our last contestant because he was on the road. And uh, sounds like you may be on the road as well. So here we go. Woodcock are one of the easiest game birds to hit with a shotgun. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? I say that's hornswoggle. Uh, that is a hornswoggle. They are rather difficult to hit, but experts like me and Tom hit them with regularity. Um, Mine was by accident. <laughs> uh, when wing shooting at like a pheasant, uh, when wing shooting, as you swing your shotgun past the bird, it's important to continue with your swing as you fire your shot. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Um, that's a funny question. I, I, I say hornswoggle because if I swung past it, I'm in front of it. I ain't going to hit it. Nope, that is a no hornswoggle. It's important to keep the barrel moving. Mm. One of the most common reasons why people miss when wing, wing shooting. Okay. You're one out of two. Okay. Pheasants often breed with chickens, and their offspring is called thickens. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Oh, man, I have no clue. I'll say no hornswoggle. Oh, come on. A thicken. A thicken. Come on. Uh, I'm sorry. That was a hornswoggle, Jerome. Thanks for, thanks for playing. Better luck next time, man. Oh, no. And he did so good on that first one. Yeah. <laughs> oh. A thicken. That was, that was, that was like a alley-oop. That was an easy so. one. I don't know. What do you think, Greg? I, mean, I, I thought that was a uh, quite easy question to answer. Pheasants mating with chickens? Yeah. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. What, movie, what movie is that from? Uh, Tom, no, I don't. Ghostbusters. I know you knew you said it. Yeah, I don't. I w- I'm sorry. I I'm was sorry. looking at Oops. our at our uh, email stuff just in case we had any. Speaking of of that, Greg, I think we got to start a contest where we people call in and then we give them a, a quote from a famous movie and they got to name that movie. There you go. People I love like that it. stuff. I used I to like do that. Oh, yeah. I and a buddy. I, like I used to go and sit at this bar with this one guy and we'd sit there for hours. And laugh, oh my gosh! We'd come up with the line, and the other, and and you'd be like, "I know that, I know that, I know that." I think people would love that. Yeah, hey, here's one for you. We don't need no badges. 
Isn't it badges? No. Don't need we no don't stinking need, no, badges. No, we don't need no badges. That was actually from the movie Sierra Madre. And when they did the movie, uh, the spoof on it, uh, the Western, what was that called? Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. That's when they said, we don't need no stinking badges. See, I like they did it. a spoof on it. Was but that, that Blazing was actually, Saddles? Yeah. yeah. yeah that, but, Blazing but, Saddles would never be made today. No. But the original oh, no. No. The original right. line. Oh no way that's made no. today. The original line so, came I mean, from it, Sierra Madre. It's a hilarious movie. It's a great movie, but it, there's no way it's made today. It, it's, it's just too politically uh-huh. incorrect. Uh-huh. But we've gotten to a point in society where we can't even Joke laugh, about we can't even laugh about ourselves. Actually, mm-hmm. I think being politically incorrect sometimes points out some of the uh, some of our own flaws and how you know, yeah. There's mm-hmm. a, oh, you want speaking being politically incorrect? I was looking online, trying to look for all you know the famous Saturday Night Live skits, and one that I cannot find. Is they used to have one, uh, uh, Chico Esque? What was it, Chico? Gavin? Uh, was it Gavin Mor- what, the, Gavin the one, Morris, the comedian? He'd play Chico Escuela, and he'd he'd get up on there and he'd go, "Baseball been very, very good, good to me." me. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> I remember and, that. And then he's complaining about Hain, Jane. He'd call her Hain. He go, Hain, not so good to Chico. Hain, a miserable <laughs> bee. <laughs> Use the B word. And it's oh. hilarious, but you can't find any in there. And I'm thinking it's because they were, you know, he was, you know, portraying an ethnicity, and that's no longer cool. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, there's a lot of uh, Saturday Night Live um, skits and stuff you can't see because they they hold all the rights to it, and they want to, like, if you went on YouTube, you can't find a lot of those skits. Just because they don't want to, they don't want it out there. They want you to have to pay yeah. for it or well, buy can, the season. Find yeah. plenty of plenty of the Chris Farley ones. Yeah, you can find uh, motivational speaker. That's one yeah. of the great ones. How about Is that the down by the river one? Down oh, by yeah. the river, down by living the river. in a van. Living uh, in Matt a van, Foley, down by the river. Matt Foley. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic one. You know what's always good is whenever we have people calling and telling us their favorite fishing movie because there have been movies that have had fishing in it. You know. There have oh. been some. There's been at least Jaws. Yeah, two, that's, there's been that's at least one. two. Tom. There've been at least. Two. There was one with Cary Grant. I don't remember the name of it, but he pretended to be this great outdoorsman, you know, a big big fisherman, right, and hunter. When actually he didn't know a darn thing about it. He wrote a book on it, but just from what other people had told him. But he didn't know how to do anything himself. So when he was actually put to the test, he couldn't even cast. <laughs> the lure went behind him instead of in front of him. Yeah, it was it have, was actually pretty humorous. Have you ever noticed, I've seen this in movies and on a few calendars, uh, where well, the calendars tended to be like a bikini-clad girl, you know, wearing waders, fishing calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but movies, too, where they have the, the uh, spinning rod and real, real upside, upside down. down. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. They have it upside down. It's like, don't they have anybody to ask which way should be the right way to hold it? Hey, I was fishing with a friend of the family. First time I had taken him out, and it was one of my sons and me and this, or, or maybe it was Sal. Maybe it was no net Sal and me and this guy. Well, anyway, took him out. We were on Okachi Lake, and I gave him one of my, he brought it. Well, I take it back. It was his own spinning rod. And he's casting with it, and it's upside down. I said, what are you doing? And he looked at me like, what? And I said, 
you're holding that rod and reel upside down. That's and he's reeling backwards with it, you know. And I said that's not. Or he was like this, and I said that, that's not right. You uh, you you got it upside down. And he's no no, this is right. So I slapped his hand. I said put that the right way. And I slapped his hand. He said, and he looked at me and I and then he did it again. And I slapped his hand again. And he I think he was getting mad at me. I said no, put it the other way. You're embarrassing everybody in this boat. Put that rod the right way. Wait, Sal did that. <laughs> no, I did it to this friend, our friend, my friend of the family, a friend, friend of, of the family. Yeah, a good guy. I mean, he took it all in jest. But I think he was starting to get a little upset with me because I would slap his hand and I'd say, "Put that the right way." <laughs> yeah, he's figuring that people are going to look and think, "Look, that guide that he's with doesn't know what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, he's yeah, got exactly. somebody casting upside, upside down. down." Yeah, it's like, hey, come on now, put it the How right that way. Doesn't even work. I'll get. No, I know because it's upside down and you got to reel backwards, and the spinning guides are made for it to be the guides to be pointed down, not up. You know, they're bigger guides. And I mean, yeah, it just throws off the whole bend of the rod and everything. Everything. Whereas with a bait caster, you don't have to worry about that. You know, I think, Tom, I a lot of times for, uh, for leaders, I've been tying a fluorocarbon leader to braid. Mm hmm for bass up in Door County. Mm -hmm. And that knot keeps going through the guides and mm -hmm. it does, there's, it kind of bangs there's through. a little friction. Yeah. yeah. But it's, especially because that last guide is so tiny. Mm -hmm. Do they need to make those guides so small at the end? What's the advantage of that? I don't know. I don't know. Probably have to call, ask a rod well, builder. Right now they should be listening to me and designing one with bigger guides at the end so there's less chance of breakage on that yeah, knot. Yeah, that's true. All right, we got to go to a break. It is 7 o'clock. Get ready, folks, for the second of Hour of Power. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 